Welcome. Welcome back to Studio Secrets A to Z. I'm Anthony J. Restia, your host, and I am here with a, a new um, feature, artist feature, and our first guest is going to be Maddie Ryan and Chucky Greenwood, her incredibly talented drummer. And let's jump right into this. I'm so happy to have you guys on the show. Thank you so much Thanks. for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. DMs are blowing up. Everybody's freaking out over the record. And I was like, this is why I need to do an artist feature, because we have all these great artists releasing incredible music, if I may so not humbly say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I need to, like, you know, to, to highlight it and feature it. So um, here we go. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited to talk about the record. Well, first off, just tell us a little bit about how you and Charles got together to make music. Uh, well, I met Chucky because I was playing uh, with a band at the time, and we were in need of a drummer, and the guitarist at the time was like, oh, I know this guy named Chucky Greenwood, and I was like, all right, get him into the practice space, and he came out, I think it was April of 2019 we met. Yeah, it was something like that. Uh, he came out, we uh, had a practice in this little studio in Boston, and uh, the rest is history. He's been with me ever since that's so yep. cool it's it's been a really we kind of evolved together on this project you guys flew out here for one track um lonely that was when what when was that that was january of 2020 yeah right before uh, the whole thing shut down the whole world <laughs> dissolved into like nothingness well let's let, let's play that one since we'll kind of maybe we can kind of jump around and we'll play them chronologically chronologically yeah easy let's for me do to it say. Um, this is Lonely, and we'll play this. This one, this was an er the, the earlier track that we first one we did, and it features Tim Pierce on um, guitars, and it's really super cool. Let's play it.
Okay, so that's Lonely. Let's talk a little bit about that track. That was fun because you were in the room. We were all in the room together. It was our first time working together. Um, it just it, it was just magical, you know, being over at Tim's house. Tell us about where that song came from and, you know, how it, how it all came together. Um, that song came from basically my teenage angst about a boy, you know, as all, as all songs come from. And uh, I was just... I was just letting my emotions fly sort of on this. So I was like, you only want me when like other people want me and you know when I'm lonely and that's the only time when you call me and sort of, you know, the whole boy girl going back and forth sort of a thing. And uh, I think well, I was it comes across really sincere. And that's probably why, because it was, you know, it was it was a real feeling and a real emotion. I think you recaptured it really well. And your your vocal performance is just stunning. Love Chuck's drums on this. I don't even remember. Did we record that in our room here? Yeah, yeah. We we uh we did that um with your uh your sixties Rogers kick drum. Oh, that's right. Um the Noble and Cooley Toms. And uh I believe uh I think it was a Ludwig Pioneer from the sixties, I wanna say. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's so yeah. cool. You did you bring your own cymbals and stuff, or did we use my cymbals? Uh, I did bring my own cymbals, yeah, but I think we ended up using uh, a few of your crashes, and um, I don't even think th- there's like no ride cymbal on this. It's just just hats in the chorus too, with with crashes, and uh, I really love that sort of uh, texture that it that it provides. You know, yeah, me too. Jumping me up too. on on the ride cymbal or anything, you know. Awesome. Yeah, that was that was just, and it, it's funny. This track is a little bit different. In that there was the time space in between, you know, um, this one and the, the what was the next track we recorded? Do you remember? Was it Wilderness? Um, the, the next ones were, I think we recorded Wilderness and Cruel to Myself kind of in yeah. the same yeah, like, exactly. two-week span. And that was like fall of 2020 because we did that one remotely because COVID was still going those two remotely yeah we did that here yeah yeah that so we did that remotely and that's when we started using that bigger open pillowy bass drum sound that's just incredible on wilderness yeah i love your vocal performance wilderness seems to be one of the favorites on the um the ep it's so interesting it's wilderness and cruel to myself um seem to be the favorites uh when i check like streaming and stuff which is interesting because i i honestly thought like lonely Lonely would yeah, be Lonely's watch. like the more like pop radio kind of sound. I, I I've been calling "Cruel to Myself" since we recorded it, since we got those masters back. I, that's <laughs> he he has been, and I've been like, I don't know about that. It's kind of it's kind of like a, the darkest song on the record, kind of about like anxiety and depression. And okay, well we'll get back to that one, but let's start off with uh, "Wilderness." I'm gonna play it right now. <laughs> Quiet, my mind was clear. Birds were flying, winters almost here. I was sober in that moment of time. No worries clouding this fleeting clarity of mind. Not quite here, not quite gone. Been feeling like this for oh so in the wilderness Shades of green and endless abyss Oh, it could be Not really sure if this road I'm on Hoping one day my fears will be long gone And I'll get out of the wilderness 
Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Incredible. I just love the sound of that. All of that, that funny little flute bit at the end was a last minute addition. I, I never know what I'm, I'm going to do until it's all, already printed. <laughs> I just love everything about it. Can, let's talk about where the song came from. How, how, did it, how did you come up with that? That song came from the middle of the pandemic, basically. I was a senior in college, so my last half of senior year kind of got cut short. Obviously, it was 2020. We all know it was happening. Um, so I was like, oh, no, I'm graduating. The world is shut down and I want to do music. And there's no nowhere to do that right now or no viable way I can see if the world's going to be like this for the foreseeable future. So I was like, where am I going? What am I doing? When am I going to know where my place is or where I'm supposed to go? So I kind of wrote it as like, well, I don't know where I'm going, but I hope it's somewhere good. And I don't know what's going to happen, so hopefully I'll get out of this, and I'll get out of it and be where I want to be. Wonderful. And, you know, it's, to somebody who doesn't know your story, it, it almost could be, it, it almost has a fantasy quality about it, like almost like a fairy tale. Like it's mm. like this, this picture of this this place. It's, it's like, I, I feel like I'm Winnie the Pooh, like lost in the woods. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just got this really cinematic um, sound to it. And I just had so much fun working on it. I, I used some really interesting guitar sounds. Um, you did. I, just, I had hooked up with a guitar company, I mean a pedal company called um, Pladask Electris. Mm. And um, they they had built me this thing called Falma, and it's this weird FM modulation pedal. And that's what you hear on the uh, that signature line, that signature line that comes like three times in the song. I just, I just love that sound. It's like I've never, it's funny when I plug this stuff in, it never comes back the same way. I could, it's like always completely different. It's like, so it doesn't do any good to like write it down or take pictures. I have no idea why that is, but it's just, it's never the same. Um, and I, I, yeah. So, and then my solo, which was kind of like so angular, like I had like one kind of famous guitar player said that I sounded like Alan Holworth. And I said, are you kidding me? Like, that's, that's, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That solo is. And you guys let me keep it. <laughs> it is so cool. I mean, it was finger tapping and there's like some weird drummer groupings. I mean, I'm sure Chucky would be able to tell you more than I could because I'm not very good at transcribing. But there's some very odd like rhythmic note groupings in that solo. I, I think so. Whenever whenever that comes in and I'm listening to Wilderness, I'm like, oh, this is just like it just gives you that feeling of like, oh, like, damn, this is so like just meaty, but interesting and I just, Thanks so I much. Love, I mean, I'm glad I don't sense. have to play it live. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chucky, I love your the drum treatment on this song. It's tell us a little bit about that really pillowy open sound that you got. It's just so lush. Well, I uh, for the kick drum I used um, a, uh, a late '50s Slingerland um, uh, single tension bass drum. It's um, it's actually right right behind us, but um, it's uh, just. Two calfskin heads, wide open, um, 
and it's a 22 it was a 22 by 12 um bass drum and i mean it just really i i've always loved that wide open calfskin sort of tone um and you know with uh even like going you know just live it, it has a really great sound but but when you record it you know you can really get um a lot of magic in there and there's so much to do you know so much to play so much room to play with with those well you did a fantastic job capturing it but also just like the tuning of it is so pleasing it's like you know a lot of times when you're dealing with big open drums with lots of low end you can really get some nasty uh interval low interval uh limit violations between like bass guitar say and, and the kick drum and i don't yeah. know how you did it but whatever you did it's just <laughs> it's just magical you know yeah the one thing about chucky is he's always so cognizant about his drum tunings and so he he's always like making sure everything is tuned correctly and sounds good within the song that we're recording so i'm really appreciative yeah i mean that that just comes with you know just just kind of thinking of it intervallically and and just kind of having um just just using your ears i mean that's really all it comes down to and and you know trying to eliminate all the ugly uh frequencies and, and tones um with with as little dampening as possible you know when you're when you're going for that wide open sort of thing you know it's it's easy to get those really ugly uh <laughs> ugly frequencies and stuff in there yeah you know? no you just really that's a separate art even than drumming. I mean, so like my hat's off to you for that one. Um, <laughs> I've had some comments on that, actually. A, a, a multiple Grammy award-winning mixer, Bob St. John, a dear friend down in uh, my Miami, just flipped out over that, that drum sound. <laughs> cool. He's told me it was, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, people are recognizing the, these, these details, you know. And that's the thing that, you know, kind of what this podcast is about is Studio Secrets. It's about the details. It's about all the little things that people take for granted that go into making recordings that are, you know, if you want to make a really detailed, lasting recording that you feel good about, like, 10 years from now or today, it's like, it's, there's a lot of steps to it, you know? Absolutely. And that's kind of why we're, we do this, to let people know how, how you know, w as much as we can, share the information, you know? Yeah. It's beautiful. So let's jump into uh, Cruel to Myself, because that was the other one on that trip that we did. Uh, well, actually, we did that remotely, but at the same, uh, same time. All right, so let's play that.
amazing bass playing on this record it's just a huge part of the these songs and uh, he did a great job I had to stick that in there tell us where that one came from cool to myself it's um it's the lyrics are really interesting it's sort of about self-confidence it feels like yeah it is about self-confidence it's also about being very stubborn um i also wrote this one during the pandemic i think i wrote it in like 10 15 minutes sitting at my dining room table um <laughs> I just, I've always struggled with a little bit of anxiety and I don't like when people are like, can I help you? Like, can I do that? And I'm like, no, I, I need to deal with it myself. Um, so it's kind of like, let me kind of do my own thing and find my own way. And even if that means like, I feel like I'm kind of being mean to myself, like I'm going to figure it out for myself sort of a thing. That's a great message for people to, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I've, I've had battles with anxiety a couple of decades I get it it's it's just a wonderful song and I love the how we walked the line between like uh, folk Americana and and modern pop on this yeah. one and I think it kind of translates all, all at once without trying too hard which is that that's sometimes not easy to do uh, tell us a little bit about the um, drum drum treatment on this one Sean. yeah this one I mean this has my my probably some of my favorite um, sounds on on the record um, as far as like, you know, the percussion tracks, um, you know, just oh, that's amazing. That's another whole world. You did an incredible job with that. Tell us about recording the percussion first, then the, and then going to the sure, drums. yeah. You put um, a bunch of stuff on this. Yeah, I put. Um, you did too, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. I I, I threw in some uh, some doomback, um, and uh, I believe I believe djembe. Yeah, this this cool yeah. djembe I got years ago from this. Um, this store in Ithaca, New York. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but they were uh, they they sold you know uh, djembe's from Ghana, and I I always loved <coughs> the way it sounded. It's so rich sounding, and it's got this kind of Peter Gabriel. Yeah, mm. you, did, you did all the cool stuff. I d I did one or two little like uh, you know expanding on what you did, but really it's your thing. I mean, you did I, I you did a lot of intricacies um, in in your I hear your fingers and like it's just like it's just really artful and uh, kind of yeah. got a Gabriel thing going yeah i really really uh loved um recording it and you know with the drum track the the, the drums themselves it was a very similar um sort of sort of thing to uh to wilderness um i used um these things called uh, dem sticks okay. and they're they're basically um <clears throat> like a like a yeah like a wooden like a fan oh wow and it, and that's it interesting gives, yeah, it gives a really cool effect. It, it almost sounds like a like there's like shaker in it a little bit. Like in the back, there's it has a really interesting uh, tonal quality, and uh, the kick drum is pretty much uh, you know uh, same sort of concept as as Wilderness. Um, I believe it, honestly, I think it was the same kick drum I used. I, I want to say I don't know. The snare's got a nice crack to it, even though you're using those other sticks. Yeah, I I, I think yeah I think I might have done uh <laughs> I might have done a stick. Or, or something else in my left hand. Yeah, um, maybe, because it's like, one thing I want to say is Cariotti's the brilliant mixer who mixed this record. He's just like, he's like the fifth Beatle on, on these projects. He, absolutely. Um, he's just incredible. And um, he um, he did not use any drum samples on this entire record, which yeah. is like really cool because a lot of modern records, everybody just jumps to their, you know, drum replacement software because it's way too hard to do it the other way. But, yeah. Um, I think oh. it's, it's one of those things that, that sets apart like some some quality level in in recording. I mean, it's not to say that that's bad. And I've I've no, used yeah. sample replacement, and it's it's not a, it's not right or wrong or good or bad. It's just a different art form, 
and uh, I think it's really well uh, represented here. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's one of you know drum tracks are are so they can be so tough. You know, getting a good drum sound can be can be tough, and uh, you need a lot of um, uh, you know you need to take a lot of time with it and. Finding the right sounds is often hard. Luckily, I have a uh, a pretty decent collection of things. Yeah, I so. see a drum shop behind <laughs> you there. He has an arsenal. <laughs> Mother's Music in what town? You uh, Pel- well Pelham, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of vintage stuff here. And How and, can uh, people find you? Lots um, of drums. Yeah, uh, Mother's Mother's Music Co. on Instagram. Uh, we're on okay. Reverb, on all that stuff. You know, all, all the socials. <laughs> he also has a studio, and that's where we recorded um, oh, all nice. the remote recordings. So yep, yep, right in the back of the the, the shop. It, uh, the studio used to be a uh, an old walk-in refrigerator when this was a convenience store back in the seventies. Um, so uh, we converted it to a recording studio. We're still working on it, but we've got a good uh, good handle on it now. And and recording there is so much fun. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I I got to visit there when I visited my mom. She's up in New Hampshire, and um. And I ended up buying a '60s Ludwig uh, drum kit, which is just phenomenal. So you guys got to go check this drum shop out. It's really, really high ceiling, super, super vibey. You know, it's just wonderful. I can't wait to come back. And Steve Ferroni wants to come next time. You told me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> he, he ended up buying a drum from you too. What, yeah, what, yeah. That was such him? an honor to uh, to work with him in, in the the little little bit that I did. You know, and 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 talking with him was was magical <laughs> it really was so that was fun that day when i was there and he called back it was great awesome let's move on to i guess nothing better would be the next one right yeah yeah and uh this this has a a beautiful mood and we'll talk we'll just play the track and talk about it right after here we go nothing better Different ways you make my heart waste. I wanna show you just what it takes to not learn the hard way. Cause there's too many people in the world being upset.
Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Gorgeous song. Just love it. I love this song. Yeah, it's just, it's funny. It's four minutes 41 seconds, but it goes by really quick, which is kind of, uh, I think the arrangement just really holds you. Um, it's just so sentimental and magical and romantic. Tell us about that. I mean, it sounds like a, it's like a, a song for anybody's wedding. It's so super romantic. Tell me tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, well, up until I met Charles, I didn't really write love songs. <laughs> okay. So, and uh, we're... For those of you who don't know, we are engaged and we're actually getting married next year. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, we've been together for almost four years. So I started writing a love song one day and I showed it to him and I was like, would you want to maybe help me write the rest of it? And he was like, of course. So I think I wrote the first verse in the chorus and it was just kind of about my feelings. Like, I just, I don't know. I love you. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that comes across. Um, very well. It's it's authentic. It's that's that's the intangible thing in in songs. You know, when you sing from that place, it's you know, it's I guess it's a little like it's the opposite of method acting because you're not acting. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's that's really what impressive. That's what gave it a little bit more emotion was that like I actually like have the inspiration right there in front of me yeah. and. I tried to be very simple about it. I think. Oh, it's and just it's 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 wonderful. Let's talk about the production was really involved on on this I one because you had told the me early on, on that you wanted some some strings. So we um I started working on a, a little bit of a score early on with mm. Spitfire Audio stuff, and then we brought in Cameron Stone, um, uh, who's the cello cellist on Game of Thrones and countless incredible. other movies and stuff. He, mm. he incredible, did this amazing cello treatment, and then we brought in my daughter Milana to do some violins on top of uh, the Spitfire audio and camera. It ends up very orchestral and beautiful. Amazing. Both of them, it, like, it, incredible. Just the way it flows, the, the arrangement is, is just really, really fluid, you know. It's, it's we incredible. had a lot of fun with it. It's, you know, and it's funny that those extra, the human element of real strings, uh, rosin on a bow, it's like I have a zillion string libraries for composing. I do a lot of composing with, with orchestral libraries, and there's just something that's, not it's not the same as having people play and that I'm, I'm a big proponent of that um as far as uh i wanted to mention uh bruce watson on this too from foreigner he he added a lot of tracks um you know tremolo guitars and some other really cool stuff on these songs and i just want to make sure i brought him up on this one i i did my um george harrison kind of like uh les paul all the way rolled back tone on the intro and the outro yeah. that's that kind of i think they call it woman tone um yeah yeah it's that it's just that really weird neck kind of no treble sound that I just I live for that. And it's like I don't do it that often, but when I do it, it's it, it takes it's meticulous to get them like the double track perfect and stuff. But absolutely, I had a blast with that. And then I actually did the lap steel solo. And I'm going to be honest, like I've used some of the best guys around, like Steve Sadler and people like that, who could just sit there and just blow that out in one take. I literally had like 50 takes <laughs> and and I grabbed little pieces and I, like I put it together and I made it sound like, you know, David Gilmore or something. But the truth is like, I kind of suck at that, but I ended up getting something cool through, you know, manipulation, but uh, I would never want to try to play it live. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds beautiful. Sure. I'll have to show that to Steve because he'll be like, oh, wow, that's great. You know, because it sounds like somebody who actually knows how to do it. And I, I really was just hacking my way through it. I'm just being honest, you know, guys. Um, let's um, jump into, oh, what else? Is there anything else on Nothing Better we want to talk about? I, I mean, I just, I always thought that was like just a, an evergreen song. One of those things like publishing wise that could be like for 
a hundred years somebody yeah i really hope i really hope people play this at their weddings just yeah i mean it's just it's beautiful and congratulations to you guys on that thank Um, you thank you you we're gonna wrap it up with a um uh miss you which i think that that that's like one of my top top three for sure um miss you we're gonna play that and uh and then we'll talk about it so here we go That vocal performance just—I get goosebumps, uh, chills. I mean, that's one of the, my favorite vocal performances. Tell us about um, how this came to be and why you sound so emotional and wonderful. This song um, is about my grandfather, my my Jidu, and I'm Lebanese, so I called him Jidu. Um, he passed away seven years ago now, the day after Christmas, uh, which is pretty hard. I was super close with him. He was like my best friend. I saw him almost every single day of my life. Um, so it was kind of a big, 
big loss when we lost him. And wow, it uh, comes through the, in your performance, the emotion. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of commemorate him and how he was. So like he always sat on the chair on my front porch. He always had a cigar on him. Um, he always told me to chase my dreams and he supported me. So it was just kind of a song to tell him how much I missed him because I know he's still here and watching over me. Um, but I hope it's a song that people can listen to and remember all those things about their loved ones um, who they miss, whether they're far away or just not here with us anymore. Um, but I hope people can really relate to this song and kind of commemorate their loved ones. They do. It's a universal message. Like you said, it doesn't have to be about death. It could be just about anybody you miss, which is, that's the beauty of it. It can, the listener can kind of fill in the, their own emotional exactly. blanks. And uh, I think it works really well in that way. I think which is, makes it really uh, useful for sync licensing and stuff too. Um, the production on this one is our most mm-hmm. recent one. And I feel like it shows the evolution of all of our collective talents, like building because there's something about this one that just, I don't know, it's like, it just has this, I don't know, this majestic quality sonically. Um, you know, Bruce did some great mm-hmm. stuff yeah. on this one. or did, yeah. I don't remember if Bruce played on this one, but I, I can't remember. Anyway, it's, the, the, it's, just, it's just sonically, like, different than the rest of them. I think um, part of there's like a real Beatles element to my rhythm guitar, which is kind of, comes from that White Album mm. kind of sound yeah, that, um, yeah. that um, the Audio Kitchen... Um, they they make they hand wine, wine these transformers in, in in the UK and there's really something very magical about that. It's like I've been chasing that tone my entire life and this <laughs> is literally the first time that I ever really felt like it was what I wanted it to be as far as that goes. You know that intro sound and you hear it throughout the song. Um, so I'm super proud of this one, like because I'm kind of coming out of the closet as a guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it, I just let's talk about the drum treatment. There's just so much in this song. I mean, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, there. I mean, you know, well, that that Vista Light kit in your studio, man, that thing is incredible. That, it that sounded kit, amazing. It just it was it was so fat, and you know, I I <laughs> I have one here, and I I'm like, man, I don't think I'm gonna get rid of it just because of that experience. You know, he was I mean? looking at another Vistalite kit online the other day. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that you use those. That's why they have that. There's such a nice attack to them. They record so well. I mean, they they take mics like no like nothing else. You know, it really they they have a beautiful quality tonally to them, and they just they're fat and they're sassy, and it, it's great. And uh, that that the snare drum, I remember us really. Uh, you know, taking time to, to work on, um, to get the right, right thing. I think we ended up taping like, like six pieces of paper or something. Oh, and that's right. We yeah. put a big fat snare drum on there. Um, it's got this th- like massive thud, but it's not dull. No, you know, that's no. That's Cariotti. Yeah, that, it's true. Yeah. He, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a, a magician for Both sure. of you are. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I, I just have a blast working on it. Killer mix by Cariotti on this. Um, Absolutely. You know, it's just it just moves along so beautifully. And there's the, the vocal sound. I wanted to talk a little bit about the vocal sound. Did you guys use the same mic on this? Uh, we used. What, what were you using in the studio? Was it the was it the slate mic we were using in your studio? Okay, so you were here for this. Yeah, one. because right. we recorded yeah. this one yeah. last, like end of October. Oh, that's right. So Cariotti is probably using like a, a Sony emulation or something on that slate mic, which is wonderful. Yeah, there's yeah. a real nice like chesty quality like almost like a Cheryl Crow it's hard to explain but there's a different kind of presence on it maybe just because of the key the song's in or something but I just love that verse vocal it has this this really visceral tone I just love I just love your vocal performance on this one it's definitely lower it sits lower in my voice than all the rest of the song so I think it sounds more meaty okay that makes sense yeah it's just a great sound I I love the sound Um, and the emotion on it and you're very good at pulling out um, good vocal performances because I even remember when we were there the first time on Lonely you're like make it conversational make it like you're talking to me and that kind of why it sounds that way yeah. so you're very good at um like helping to kind of materialize the correct vocal sound so oh but thank you so much i mean that that means a lot i mean it's a lot of the small details are, are things like don't hold this word mm-hmm. so long or like you know by the time you get to the end of the word i forget the meaning of it you know or like don't emphasize the word the you know because it's not important you know these little things that yeah i learned a lot of that stuff from working in nashville mm-hmm. with people like peter Collins they all make a difference they all make a huge difference 
Well, thank you so much. That's that's super cool. And the, the I did that funny little backwards kind of revolver solo. And I, how I did that was um, I have this little yellow box with a microphone on it. And it's called a kaleidoscope. And it's from this company called Critter and Guitari. And um, I just like put it in front of the amp. And I played a bunch of stuff as I was listening to the song in headphones. And then you can flip it around and change the pitch. And it's kind of goofy, but I really like it. It's super cool. Um, that was a fun, yeah, it, a fun it's, one. Yeah, it's got a really... Really, we bought I, one. I love <laughs> after yeah, that. We I had bought to buy one. that critter. We yeah, bought yeah, the, yeah, we, we bought a lot of them. We scoured Reverb and we found <laughs> they're hard to find. We found the yellow ones, so we have the matching one to you. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, we have to do stereo. We like, should do stereo that'd, that'd, be awesome. that'd be amazing. I would love that. Oh, we got to do some <laughs> some photos, yeah, of the dueling collider loops left yeah. and right speaker. Yeah, all of our friends and our bandmates think that's like the coolest thing that they've ever seen like they'll all play with it for hours oh it's awesome and i can't believe how many sounds you can fit on that one like oh my god it's like 256k and i've had it for like two years and i can't fill it up i mean like <laughs> and and the algorithm whatever they use is just amazing sounding it's got this really great grittiness that's not it's not like trashy it's it's pretty amazing really yeah shout out to uh critter and guitar fine so this is like you know kind of the end of the ep and um I look forward to the 2024 and whatever else we come up with because, you know, we, we definitely have a trajectory and I see that I see it and it's really been an incredibly uh, fulfilling experience for me to work with you guys. And I, I'm so happy to have you on the definitely. show. Oh, thank you for having, well, thank thank you for you having so us. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited for the next project. Yeah. yeah, there, there's yeah guys, we'll, we'll, there. Be, we'll get you guys on again. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's fun. And this is the first of this type of um, interaction. I think it's really, really cool to, get behind the scenes with some of my uh, the, the projects that I've worked on with special people like you guys and you are the first artist spotlight oh my gosh. On Secret it's an honor <laughs> big honor <laughs> wonderful guys thank you so much for coming thank and you thank you Anthony we'll stay in touch and I can't wait to work with you again yeah, we'll see, we'll you, see you very soon so this is Anthony J. Resta Studio Secrets A to Z signing off It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.